what's our topic? So we're going to be talking about staying in your lane. And that means when you drive. <laughs> this we're is gonna be a going driving driver's Because <laughs> you guys obviously aren't getting it. Work on <laughs> really bad drivers. So we're going to work on that. This is WorkWives Unscripted. We're your hosts, Jill and Katie, and we know absolutely everything there is to know about business. We invented business and we're stupid rich. We heard you and we get it. We finally made the podcast. So get your notepad out, sweetie. We're about to change your life. (laughs) Obviously, we're kidding. Well, of course we want to dominate. Business doesn't always have to be taken so seriously. This is the podcast you can turn on when you want encouragement, relatability, and a splash of humor. We're the work wives you never knew you needed. Okay. Do you have your bottle? Yeah, my little baby <laughs> bottle. I need it. Little comfy bottle. Vodka in it. <laughs> it is. Drinking everyone. Happy nuggets, baby. <laughs> Go nuggies. For. Go nuggies. We are Denver locals, yeah. so we're really excited about the nuggets. That's why my hair's in pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> just in the spirit. It'd be cute if you wore your hair like that anyway, but yeah. I feel like it just adds a little bit of... A little bit of hype, a little bit of hoop de doo yeah. And I'm pretending that my Lord Huron shirt is a Nuggets t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and I that- would pass. <laughs> I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It has know. one of the right colors. It's just written in a different language <laughs> with some bright neon Nuggets, yellow. But in Chinese. Japanese. Oh, no. <laughs> Japanese. Chinese. But we're back and we're recording we're on a back. Friday. I feel like same day recording just really does it for us. Yeah, you know? we really like keeping you guys updated real time. Real time. Hot off the press. Hot Fresh off news. the press. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of stories to tell. So much has happened in the last few weeks. Sorry that we skipped last week. Yeah. We where a lot was going on, including <laughs> me accidentally booking flights for the wrong date for a shoot. So if you guys follow Jill on Instagram, I also, that was new news to me because surprisingly I was not on this trip with her. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, have a great time in Santa Barbara, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Come to land. And <laughs> what happens? You tell them. So I had my gal Malone and Bailey with me. We have an unreal amount of bags that we're checking for gear. It's just, it's a hard thing flying with gear in general. Mm -hmm. So we had just finished checking like six bags. Finally got, we barely, we barely made our flight. We almost missed it. Like they had closed the door and then let us in after. I did not know that part. Yeah. (laughs) So we sit down on the plane. We're like, Oh, thank God we made it. Here we go. I text my client and I'm like, Hey, do you want to pick us up from the airport or should we Uber to the Airbnb? And he's like, um, I can just pick you up like no big deal. And I was like, okay, see you soon. And then we take off. Like I, <laughs> I send that text within 30 seconds of me losing service. Okay. <laughs> take off. We're in the air. Sometimes I don't put my phone in airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Sue me. Yeah. Okay. The pilots are going to come at me. <laughs> All the pilots listen to this, <laughs> this show. Um, <laughs> And I just randomly like receive a few texts midway through the flight and it's literally my client and he's like, wait, Jill, I'm in Europe. Help me. This is the wrong date. So we were supposed to be July 2nd through whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, like his texts are freaking out. I get a voice when I listen to it and he's like, Jill, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know how we did this. Like this, I'm in Europe. There's no way we're doing this shoot. And I'm just like laughing. I can't respond because like, it's just not going through. Yeah. And, um, 
Bailey and Malone are sitting like across the plane from me. So I can't even tell them. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So we finally land and I send a screenshot of that text to Bailey and Malone. And I was just like waiting for them to receive it. And then both of their faces were like, oh my God. Malone's like, are you joking? I was like, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> so we're just here in a different state on what is supposed to be a work trip. But here yeah. we go, surprise vacation. Yes, we were forced into a vacation, but it was fine. I called the client and he was just like, I'm so sorry. And I was just laughing. I was like, it's fine, whatever. Like, at least we're going to Santa Barbara, like a beautiful place to be. And which it's so funny because it doesn't, it's neither person's full fault. Mm -hmm. There was communication leading up. You sent confirmation of your flights. Mm -hmm. It was just some. I did book the flights the day after my surgery when I was on <laughs> hardcore painkillers. So I think that might have had to do with it. But I sent him all the receipts that day and mm -hmm. he approved. So yeah. equal, so equal, <laughs> equal problem <fault>. there. <laughs> Uh, we were also in California for a wedding and Jill and I usually like to get a lay of the land, mm -hmm. a scope of the town. Mm -hmm. We go out to dinner and the weird thing about Temecula is that the restaurants just, we're walking around we're like, where is just a casual bar? You know, mm -hmm. we just want to go in, grab a drink. It's so weird because mm -hmm. everywhere has a cover and restaurants convert into like these clubs. Yeah. But we find one that seems promising. That's mm. low key enough. We go stand there. <laughs> the, the men of Temecula are something else. They are just ballsy as shit. Very. I have to appreciate it. You know, it's like you can appreciate to some confidence. degree, but it really challenges us to learn how to say no. Yes. So, <laughs> in not knowing how to say no, we end up playing a game of cornhole. Well, okay. First of all. Let's let's talk about this. Should I rewind? No, no, no. We can keep going on this. I think we need your guys's help on. Oh my god! It's so annoying when men approach and they're like, "Hey, do you want to play a game of bags or whatever?" <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> cornhole. Some people call it bags. <laughs> I'm like, that "Hey, do you want to play a game of cornhole?" And it's like you're not going to be like, "No, I'm, I'm taken. I'm married. I'm married." Like, because they're not hating on you necessarily. They're playing it as if like, "Well, yeah, I know. I just wanted to play cornhole." And you're just like, "Okay, okay." Just like, as long as like, here's what you know. Yes. You know, I'm so just like, laying out the facts. Yeah. So, what are you guys doing in this scenario? Are you saying like, "No, thanks"? I mean, maybe that's all we need to say. Is just like, "No, I'm good." But I just feel like an asshole. Like, I don't want to be like, "No." Yeah, I think thanks. You I'd rather stand here. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know what to do in that scenario. So then I end up talking to guys I don't want to talk to. Exactly. Like there was literally zero intention. Obviously, yes, Jill and I are both married. We love our husbands. And we're standing here having a nice time, drinking a drink. And these guys just, they make conversation, want to play a game. And mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like you also hear so much backlash of guys just being like, literally was just wanting to play a game. Like yeah. not, I wasn't hitting on you. Yeah, they make blah, you blah, feel dumb for saying think, no. Yeah, which is so weird, which I don't know if that's like, I think guys should, should just respect that boundary anyway. Mm -hmm. But we also could be much better because we just like to be nice. I don't think it's ever leading anyone on. Mm -mm. It's just yeah, sure. We'll play a game of cornhole with you. I just am like such a people pleaser too sometimes that mm -hmm. it's hard for me to just be like, I'm okay. No, thanks. Like, yeah. Also stop talking to me. Like, what do you, I don't exactly. know how to get out of we that We need situation. to be better at that because after we got out of that situation, we made a hard game plan of how we handle this in the future. Yes. And none of it came to the conclusion of saying, no, we just decided <laughs> let's pretend that we're actually together. <laughs> I've just, I've heard that that doesn't even work too, though. That like, if you're like, no, I'm with her and there's like awesome fun. You're like, no, you're, no, that wasn't the point. <laughs> I don't want to play anyway. with you. <laughs> I usually let Jill take the lead on this one, whether we say our real names or we 
give our fake names. <laughs> so and like, she really threw me for a curveball here. <laughs> he goes, what's your name? And I just didn't want to give him a real name. And I don't know what, just the first name. Yeah, that not came a real my, name. First, my name. The first thing that came to my head was Katie. So I just go, I'm Katie. And then I was thinking Katie was going to just reverse it and say, I'm Jill. I panicked. I fully panicked. I don't even remember what name I gave. That's Stephanie. <laughs> That's the first one. I've never been a Stephanie before. I pan- That was a panic answer. But we so <laughs> fucking funny. This is the whole point of the story is Jill fucked herself. <laughs> it was so funny because so we're like Katie and I are separated because we're playing cornhole. Which was so dumb. Yeah. We should have been able to be on the same side. Yeah. So because on we're on the same team, we were yeah. separated. So I'm just talking to this guy and he would be like, what do you guys do? And I would be like, what? forgetting that my name was supposed to be katie and so i thought well katie does weddings and then i was just like oh my god that's supposed to be me so then i was like okay i guess i'm just talking in third person so i just had to keep going with like pretending i talk in third person but it was so funny because obviously we're competitive so we're getting into the game of cornhole and i'd be like hell yeah jill and then i was like no ah, not jill <laughs> katie and then she would say something like, about yeah, me, katie. Katie, and then it just looks katie, like i'm cheering katie. myself on <laughs> He's just like, why are like, you so, so weird? <laughs> well, Katie loves cornhole. Katie loves this. Katie does weddings. <laughs> just like such a psychopath. He's like, okay, this is really weird. It was also so oh. funny because they really, they're just after cornhole, they just left for the most part. They left? No, like, the, I mean, they let us be left like went back at least the no, guy that we, i was alongside he just went back to his table he was oh yeah great. he was great he, he was, was so like, wholesome yeah he was a wholesome just nice guy yeah guy in it just <laughs> sweetheart wanted to play a game but he never just, had he, yeah cornhole. i think he genuinely just wanted to play in cornhole <laughs> yeah. the other guy was like the other one so it, creepy and i was like mm-hmm. okay we're gonna go bye yeah. but i'm just like why was i not just like hey by the way i'm i'm married and i don't want to be in this game <laughs> I don't want to be in this game and I don't want to be in this conversation anymore. I think I just, I'm rusty because I haven't been hit on in a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. most guys see the ring and they're like, oh, you know. It's interesting. <laughs> I think some guys see the ring and then they bypass the ring and then you're just like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I don't, you're wasting your time here. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't, that was just the fu- a first that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I don't think that we can use each other's name as ever. I think it's actually really funny. We should do it. <laughs> Uh, so that's a bit about what's been going on in our life. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're forgetting a story. Uh, the fact that I got lip injections and had to show up at a law firm for a shoot yesterday for an eye day t-shirt. after I got <laughs> So funny. Katie like gets lip injections and then texts me. She's like, it'll be fine by tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> she texts me that morning, the morning of the shoot. She's like, okay, so the lips are still swollen. Don't, <laughs> Don't panic. panic. Like, well, it's so it's okay. funny because when I scheduled this like months ago, I didn't have this shoot on the calendar. Yeah. So this week, Jill's like, you want to shoot this with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like, damn it. I have this appointment literally the night before. The night before. So funny. And it's a, most of the time, it's just so funny because I, I don't know. This shoot specifically yeah. was just... All men, all men, 19 men. Like we were at a law firm shooting for an IT company. Yeah. And it was just so funny. And then like, just us like we're you're wearing like boots and like <laughs> heeled boots we just look like so feminine shirt. and then <laughs> they're like i'm trying to direct but i i don't know it no. so i'm just like okay so just like <laughs> 
teach them how the internet works like um <laughs> show them like them. how to you do a ticket he's just like what i'm like i don't know what do you normally yeah, do how do you what how do you problem solve? How do you solve problems in IT? How do you work with clients? You know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm don't here to film make it. me direct you. Just <laughs> do what you normally do. They were really great. They I mean, it sweet. ended up being a great day, but it was just one of those funny situations because <laughs> some of the industries that Jill has worked in or shot for, it's just like, I, we do not fit the, uh, mm-hmm. The bill. Yeah. We don't fit the bill of what you think a video production team is doing showing up, especially to a place like that. I've heard that so many times, (laughs) but I kind of love that. That's kind of like my favorite thing to just show up being like super feminine and being like, hi, I'm here. (laughs) I kind of enjoy that part of it. Also, (laughs) the last story from yesterday is we knew this would bite us in the ass, but it's also kind of fun. Is Anytime people are in our office and they need the Wi-Fi password. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I, this was another one with IT. Why it's did just we like do this to ourselves? This, this group of people that was in here yesterday, it's like everything is strictly professional, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Like, okay, so what's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> I'm like, um, hashtag BB Club 1994. <laughs> and they're like, what's BB Club? And I was like, uh, Bad Bitches Club. <laughs> Why did we name our Wi-Fi password that? We knew it the second. That's why we abbreviated to BB because we were going to actually write out Bad Bitches Club. And we're just like, this is dumb. <laughs> they were like, they thought it was so funny though. They'd be like, wait, one more time. What yeah. is it? And I'd be like, okay, it's Bad Bitches Club. 1994. Write it down. Now you know so our age. I don't have to say it again. <laughs> oh, I love it. Man. You know, it comes back to we're just really forced to be ourselves in mm-hmm. front of even tech guys yep you know that's that's the hard one it's all for the good i feel like it's yeah it's just it's further just drilling it in there that yeah we should just be comfy in our own yeah. skin yeah i totally agree uh all right let's get into a would you rather would you rather okay i just found this one this morning <laughs> it's so funny would you rather be compelled to high five everyone you meet or compelled to give wedgies to anyone in a green shirt. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I hate both. <laughs> I, the thing that I imagine with the high five is when people are going in for a shake, you're just like, oh. <laughs> oh no, I'm a, I'm a high fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Only high fives here. If you're a person that high fives, I'm so sorry. But like, there's something about someone that high fives when you're meeting someone for the first time. You're just like, that's just like, I don't <laughs> like that. Like, uh, it's unsettling. I'll say that. It <laughs> just gives like a goofy, goofy. I'm just a silly, goofy guy. You know? You know? I'm yeah. just a silly, it's goofy like, hey. guy. <laughs> hey, I'm Jill. High five. How are you? Hey. It's like camp counselor vibes. You know what I mean? It is. Everyone go, hands up. Everybody, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mess with everyone it gives like camp counselor or like hand clasp it's <laughs> like oh. camp counselor or goofy dad that's yes. what it is like so goofy dad honestly i still would be the <laughs> yeah because wedgies are weird like wildly inappropriate and just imagine anywhere that you are and you're just like fuck 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 they're in a green shirt i have to do this you've got to stay home on st patty's day i'll tell you what god get out of your house seeing anyone in a green shirt anywhere you're just like like, come here come here come here just let me 
I often you would go to jail so many times if that was the, the case. You're definitely really risking that one. And then like, how do you play it off? Like, You're just like, sorry. <laughs> I've been cursed. Sorry, I, I cannot help it. I have to give you a wedgie if you're angry. It's just like, it's like, like that would be I feel like terrifying. it's like a vampire like sucks people's blood. You're just like, I have to do it to live. And it's one thing if it's just like a girl in her 20s giving oh people wedgies. Like you just turn around and it's just like this cute girl. It's <laughs> just like, like, sorry. <laughs> it's like, you just, uh, or you play it off. You're just like, I thought you were. Oh, that's a good, yeah. My husband. <laughs> I just give him wedgies all the time. I love giving him wedgies. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> you just play it off every time. Like, I don't know what happened. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> You had, Whoa. You, had some, you had um a tag sticking out. I was just trying to get it. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Oh. Here I am crying. Golly. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, no, you would have to go high five route just for the whole sexual sexual harassment <laughs> piece. Yeah. Legality. But I hate it. I hate but um it. having to give everyone high fives. Oh my god. That would just be awful and so awkward in so <sighs> many ways all the time. No, it would. Howdy, howdy, oh. up high, down low, down low. <laughs> to the floor. It's like, uh, yeah, all that to say, uh, I can't. I swear, ever since we've been best friends, I cry when I laugh now. I can I you inherit things from people yeah. that you spend a lot of time around because I used to not cry, and so anytime funny. we like laugh or even especially on the podcast. We're just both wiping our eyes. <laughs> Literally, if you guys hear me like sniffling after I've been laughing so hard, it's because I'm li- I'm Actually. crying. I cannot, even if it's not that funny, like no. even if it's just like a medium level laugh, I mm-hmm. cry. It's just the best feeling in the world, <laughs> laughing that hard. Oh, oh man god that was a good one that was good I we didn't actually that. drag that one on that long but yeah. it was just short and sweet <laughs> short and sweet just, just like, like a high five all right um <laughs> <laughs> next time you guys see us just give us a high five <laughs> high fives only uh, okay what's our topic so this week that i think this is one of the four that we announced but yes we're gonna be talking about staying in your lane mm-hmm. and that means when you drive <laughs> This We're gonna is be going a driving course because <laughs> you guys obviously aren't getting the work it. Really bad drivers, so we're gonna work on that. Um, no, <laughs> we just totally shift the podcast. Oh my god, just do a new topic every week. We could do that for like season seventeen. That'd be so funny. Just a topic we have known nothing about. <laughs> we that actually is a fun idea for a podcast. That if would you're be just fun. Like, next week we're gonna be talking about biomechanics spaceships if biomechanics is, is even a is that a, sounds right industry? i believe it yeah i think so <laughs> like come back and we're gonna discuss microeconomics mm-hmm. macroeconomics <laughs> what's the difference don't ask me <laughs> but we'll tell you next week uh that is actually a good idea okay anywho okay. stay in your lane what we mean by stay in your lane is not necessarily like you have to pick one thing and stick with it. It's mm-hmm. what we mean by that is just sticking to the things that you're good at, your strengths and really leveraging your strengths as much as possible. And then it's okay if you have some weaknesses that you just want to outsource or partner with someone that whose strengths are your weaknesses. 
the whole point is just, I feel like as a solopreneur, we try so hard to be good at every single aspect of our business. And it's Mm. just too many things to be good at. Yeah. And it's, you're going to be so much more effective if you can just leverage your strengths instead. Well, it's interesting. And I think that's, this is something I've really come into Mm -hmm. and even I will even get into the stories and conversations that we've had with each other about it because for the longest time, like you were just saying, especially as a solopreneur, I remember when I first started, there's like, not even when you first start, even five years in, Mm -hmm. I was just feeling all these things. You can look around and feel so much pressure of just knowing all the ways that you need to show up in your business and Mm -hmm. wanting to be excellent, (laughs) excellent, excellent, (laughs) excellent in every area. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hardest thing is you start to feel this pressure that it starts to mask maybe the thing that you just are naturally inclined to or the, what you know you're good at. And Mm -hmm. I think over time, it can be hard because it's, it's like it, some people go through a whole journey of really identifying what that thing is. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be the smallest skill set, but also the highest superpower mm-hmm. that once you kind of it's it's a natural discovery process. It obviously takes time, mm-hmm. but you start to see I just saw the areas of my business that I was like really leaning into that felt more effort, effortless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever talked. I mean, we've talked about the almanac so many times, but mm-hmm. he introduces in the book this idea of your specific knowledge Mm -hmm. which I think is so cool and it's essentially just a skill that you have Mm -hmm. that you don't recognize as a unique skill to you Mm -hmm. it's like for example I think even before I came into blink I was just I remember just going through an identity crisis. And even in high school, when I've like talked about being much more shy and introverted, Mm -hmm. I remember being so confused and embarrassed that I just felt things really deeply. Mm. And I would expect that from my relationships of just be like, why can't, why can't we communicate on this level? Like this is, I'm this way. Everyone's supposed to be this way. And you have this expectation of people when in reality, I've especially over the years and now, over a decade later, I've mm-hmm. come to really hone in on what my specific knowledge is and mm-hmm. how I can use that in my career and mm-hmm. as an enhancer of what I do. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing about it is that literally everyone has something mm-hmm. and it can look like anything. My stepdad, who is an unbelievable, insanely mm-hmm. <laughs> big entrepreneur doing things that I could never even imagine. We had this conversation recently of just what his is and his ability to walk into a room of strangers and spark up conversation and meaningful conversation Mm -hmm. with every single person in a room. He can go up to anybody and figure out so many things Mm -hmm. about what that person really has to offer, what they're good at, who they know. It's like, it's such a powerful skill to have that I admire in him. Anytime we've been in a similar social setting where it's like, my gosh, just his ability to walk into a room and hmm. do that. It's, yeah. I think it's so interesting because it can feel like the smallest thing. Yeah. But I like that you mentioned that, um, <clears throat> that when at, for, for some people and for some time you actually might be embarrassed. Oh, that's not a good word. Like you might, one of your superpowers might be something that you originally don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. 
like how you said you didn't like how you were so emotional in high school yeah. and you were, I would dilute it. Yeah. Like I, it, I felt like I was met with negative energy with it. So I would mm-hmm. dilute that part of myself. Yes. Well, and I always felt like growing up, it was very negative, at least especially in school in the way that the education system is. I always felt like it wasn't good to be like big picture dreamer and it wasn't good to have kind of an ADD brain where I'd just like hop around from one thing to the next Mm -hmm. and just like not be able to focus on one thing. And I I remember like compared to my sister, Jamie, she was always so good at school, like straight A's, just my parents were always so proud of her. And I was Mm -hmm. always just like, like I can't focus (laughs) on anything. But now I actually like, I I think in the last year I've been able to be like, oh, this is actually such a superpower. The fact that I can like hop from one project to the next, like go from like sales to pitching another totally different industry like I I feel like just being able to have an ADD brain has is always so bad in school like Mm -hmm. ADD is just like looked down upon and I don't know if I like actually have ADHD but I kind of think I do Mm because I just hop around from one thing to the next all the time and I'll just be like I booked this like we're doing it and like that's just the way that I work or any way that I've ever sold a big project is because I'll just reach out and then be like okay cool now we have to figure out how to actually do it but like I used to think that was such a bad thing. Like I, it wasn't truly until I started listening to how I built this that I realized like almost every entrepreneur that I listened to was like me in that sense where Mm -hmm. they just are kind of like building a plane as it's crashing kind of situation. And that's actually such a strong thing. And like to Mm -hmm. be super detail oriented can sometimes be negative in entrepreneurship because it's hard to get past all the details. It's it's so interesting that you bring that up because I even recognize that in you. And especially since we've taken on joint stuff, Mm -hmm. the way that we sit down and plan and process is completely different. But I think that we keep each other in line. Like there's and I, I've always really liked this analogy in partnerships is typically in like a really successful relationship, whether mm-hmm. it's a friendship or your romantic partnership, mm-hmm. someone is the balloon and someone's the rock. Yes. And I think, especially when we're thinking about endeavors like that or future plans, you're the balloon and I'm the rock mm-hmm. where I think I can keep us detail oriented in that way. Yeah. But you also get me out of my own head mm-hmm. because so, so often I'll spend too much time in the planning phase mm-hmm. that I either just like shoot the idea down before ever giving it yeah. a chance or just overanalyzing the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think that, which I will even get into with staying in your lane mm-hmm. is once you've identified your skill set to mm-hmm. be able to find people who balance that skill set yes. with areas of your weaknesses. Exactly. That is when you are all the more powerful because you're not taking on the weight of trying to do everything yourself. Yes, exactly. Well, perfect example of this is the Ella Jones whiskey commercial. Yeah. Is I literally just DM'd them and then was like, Katie, we got it. Like we, mm-hmm. we're doing this. And then you're the one that's like, okay. <laughs> Okay, like, let's think about the steps of how we're going to do this. But I'm just like, I booked us this shoot. I booked us this thing. Like, we're fucking doing it. And like, it was so fun because like, for me, I was just like, cool, like I got us something. And then you were the one that like helped me think through like planning it and actually making it happen, which was so fun. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like, and I already know that's how it's going to go when we continue to do future projects. It's just going to be me texting you and being like, so uh, I booked us this thing. (laughs) Hope you like it. I just I like just not overthinking anything Mm -hmm. I like just like signing up committing like that's how I do everything like I'll sign up for like a half marathon before I've ever ran more than two miles and then just be like okay well now I have to train yeah you know because if you just overthink it too much you're never gonna do it so exactly yeah again just going back to like 
if you can find someone that balances out your strengths and weaknesses, then it's you're twice as powerful because you're not trying to be good at everything. I'm going to be good at what I'm good at. And then you're going to be good at what you're good at. And mm-hmm. we can work together to make something amazing. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think when this really came into light for us was I think we like suffered silently for a little bit before we ever really talked to each other about it. Mm -hmm. And I remember vividly even our conversation in New Orleans where Mm -hmm. I think that especially being a solopreneur, you hold on to this sense of pride Mm -hmm. of just, I don't know. I, I'm really bad at asking for help Mm -hmm. and I'm just always like, I'm very self-sufficient. So Mm -hmm. even if I know I'm not the best at it, I'm just like, no, I got it. I'll just figure it out and suffer. But I think that even just in this journey of coming into things together Mm -hmm. of us really coming into our unique skill sets and how that can contribute to our success, Mm -hmm. you can sometimes feel less than in Mm -hmm. knowing that you don't like there's, there's a state of acceptance of just being like, no, like that is not an area that is going to come naturally to me. I, Mm -hmm. I am okay letting that go, Mm -hmm. but I think it's an emotional process too. Cause even when we had this conversation with our friend Haley, I remember just talking about future plans of, and I want you to tell your story too, when you were talking to Matt in the park, Mm -hmm. but I remember just telling you like, when we do build something together, I really want us to be equal partners in it. And I think part of me just being kind of more so the creative visionary Mm -hmm. of that end of things. I think in my head, I built that up to be of like a less than role Yeah, where I immediately discredited my place in that Mm -hmm. of just talking to you about that and being like, you're so good on the business side of things. You're so Mm -hmm. good at networking and building these relationships. Like Mm -hmm. what does this look like for us? How, how do you see me fitting into this? Mm -hmm. Is, are these something that we can equate as equal roles? Yeah. That it was a a interesting conversation to have that I think, I don't know. It's like, there's a whole emotional process. (laughs) I was like, no, that is definitely not a lesser role at all. Mm -hmm. And I remember in this conversation in New Orleans, I was like, I think you need to just step into what you're good at and own that. And it's not a lesser role at all. Like Mm -hmm. anything we do, we can be co-direct, co-write, whatever. Like it'll never be like, I'm the CEO and you're the... (laughs) CMO, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not going to be any lesser, but I remember being like, I had to come to this on my terms too. It was probably, I don't know, maybe a year earlier than Mm -hmm. that. But, um, Katie had just won, was it filmmaker of the year or film of the year or both (laughs) film of the year was the most recent one. Okay. So it was Macy and Blake. You had just released that, which by the way, if you guys haven't seen that, it is well worth the award that Katie won for it's amazing but um I just remember like being at the park with Matt and you had just told me and I was like so excited for you and I just wanted to be like amazing like you deserve this I'm so excited for you blah 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 then I went to the park with Matt and just like cried because Mm. I was like one I never want to tell I didn't want to tell you because I never wanted to take away from like you being able to fully celebrate and feel like you have to not share in Mm -hmm. that celebration with me But I just remember just feeling like, dang, like I am not that creative person that's going to like win an award for my work. Like I, it just felt really hard because, um, 
I was so proud of some of my accomplishments, but they're just so unrecognized unless I like people are close to me and I can talk about it. But like you would never just know from the outside, like from the outside, you would just be like cute little videographer, which I get all the time. People are like when I was first starting out and I'm like, I'm not starting out, but I don't know. And I had like, I think I had already booked like a six figure project at that point. So it was just like, it just was hard to be like, I'm not ever going to be recognized for like creativity and emotion or anything like that. Mm. And even though I'm successful, I know I'm successful in my own right. It's hard to never have like any kind of recognition beyond that, which mm-hmm. sounds like so self, like I hate even saying that because it makes me sound like such a greedy bitch, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to only have like your best friend and your husband really know for sure the goals that you're accomplishing and mm-hmm. like the things that you're really proud of. Um, and so I just remember from that point being like, you know, I think I just need to like stop trying for that recognition and stop trying to be recognized for like creative work or like moving work and instead just focus on what I'm good at, which is business and utilizing like building relationships and sales and things like that. And that's really when my business grew so much is when I finally just focused on what I was really good at, which is business and Mm -hmm. still like the recognition piece isn't there, but like it's okay. Like, I think I finally just let that go and was able to just utilize my strengths and stop trying to be you, you know? Well, it's so crazy because I, and these are just very intimate experiences that we've had in conversations that we've had. Mm -hmm. And I think a huge epiphany that even just with this ongoing conversation, it's like from the outside and it's, it can feel like having that which it's not even a tangible award, but it's a title I can put on my website. I can claim to be an Mm -hmm. award-winning videographer. Like Mm -hmm. that, that is a tangible form of success that it's like, Hey, I won this award. I can Mm -hmm. say this about myself. Yeah. But the thing that we've learned and talked about over time is how different that can look and how just because like there's a tangible form of success doesn't mean that that is the success. Yeah. And that can look so many different ways. Mm -hmm. But I think it can be frustrating, especially in levels of success, things that are more outward facing than inward facing. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, on the outside, that is a cool award, but has that ever booked me a wedding? Has that Mm -hmm. ever given me that much more credibility? I can't say that. Like there's, there's nothing to support that. Yeah. Um, so it's probably though, I'm I'm sure couples won't say that to you, but I'm sure if they see it on your website, they're like, wow. It's just, it's weird. Cause it's like one of those outward facing things, but I don't know. I think it's just that can look a lot of different ways in a lot of different industries. And there's definitely emotional aspects that come with that state of understanding and what your specific knowledge or your special thing Mm -hmm. about yourself. How can that be credited and recognized, Mm -hmm. you know, which is really weird, too. But Mm -hmm. I think like, I don't know, I I just am so proud of the ability to have each of us recognized it together Mm -hmm. and been like, damn, that, that really sucks. Like when you first came to me and even the conversations that we've had about it, I'm just like, no, that is hard. Like, (laughs) it's not like you don't have any right to feel that way or no, you don't worry about it. Like blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
no, that's really fucking hard mm-hmm. that you film everything with me. And then at the end of the day, my name is the one that's tied to the award under my business. It's like, mm-hmm. that Which, is like, a weird again, thing. is why I just didn't tell you for so long. Cause I mm-hmm. never wanted you to feel like you can't be so stoked when you win awards and that you can't tell me because I'm going to yeah. be like jealous. Like I wanted you to feel fully, fully celebrated and like you do deserve it in every mm-hmm. sense. But I think it was just like, it's just weird when you like have a similar business to your best friend, but like you get zero praise or recognition from the outside. Yeah. And your best friend gets so much. It's just hard not to like think something's wrong with me, I guess in that Mm -hmm. sense or like, Oh my gosh, like maybe I need to try something else if, if I'm not getting the outside praise and then just realizing like we're in different industries, it's not the same and it's okay. That doesn't define your success and like, you just have to let that go, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. And even just seeing what you've done of really leaning into this part of yourself that is so special to you and such a gift Mm -hmm. and something that I admire so much just to see how that has started to fill your cup in the relationships that you've started to build. Mm -hmm. And even just the legitimacy of once people have that peak inside your business, it's like them being like shocked at Mm -hmm. all the amazing things that you've done where it's, it's, I think part of that is badass too, where it's people have this conception Mm -hmm. and then they come in and they're just like, Oh shit, you're actually like, you're working on really big stuff, which is so annoying. I think that's also (laughs) happened so many times too, where it's like, I we've worked on joint stuff where I think we both feel like no we've been around for a while like we're not new at this anymore yes you know well and okay this might be going off track but like I always will ask for mentor sessions from like peers because I'm just like oh you're really good at lighting or like you're really good at this aspect like Mm -hmm. I'm I don't necessarily think you're like 10 10 times more experienced or further along than me. I, I just learn this thing. Yes. That you do or really like well. I'll shoot BTS, even though it's such a low level position on set because I'm just like, Oh, it's fun to just see how you do things. Like yeah. I can always learn from anyone, no matter what level they're at. I'm not too big for any role, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of times doing that, people just think like, Oh, you're just starting out. Like, yeah, let me help you. And you're like, I, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. you would be surprised if you saw how much money I make. Like I'm <laughs> fucking fine. I'm just, yeah. I like learning. Like I like building relationships and it's, it's hard. Cause it's like, I don't want to, I hate, I don't want to ever be like, by the way, did you know that like I'm doing cool shit too? Like I'm not going to say that. So no, humility like, is key to maintain in yes. any level of success, which that is a whole conversation itself. Yeah. But, so it's like, I, I just have to like bite my tongue a lot and be mm-hmm. like, that's okay. It's okay. If they think I'm new, if they think I'm like, I don't know, like I don't, I just need to let go of that recognition piece of trying to prove myself to everyone and everything and just know like, Hey, as long as my clients are happy and I'm, successful in my own right like who who fucking cares you know yeah I think that's just like a constant thing that I'm learning about. exactly and I think there even is a level like I think even that built up emotion and feeling those things and feeling those things with you I think that's also why I snapped on a random guy at a bar <laughs> he probably yeah. took the brunt of that of me just being like so frustrated by that for you mm-hmm No, I mean, okay. Circling back to your strengths and weaknesses though, I think, yeah. So my specific strength is like business, getting sales, big picture, like moving the needle forward on like where I want to take a business. Mm -hmm. And then yours is the creative, the heart, like we call ourselves the head and the heart where I'm like very much the head, like thinking logistically planning, blah, blah, blah. Katie's very much the heart, like 
planning visually or you uh, you said it earlier creative visionary like I think that's such a good way to put it all of those things I think just lean into it and if you have anything that you're like I don't know like I'm kind of embarrassed at this or whatever I think the best way to find what your strengths are is like one what are you just naturally drawn to and enjoy Mm -hmm. what do you just what brings you joy I think that's how you just know you're in alignment and then two I think who just told me this oh Levi but we went to coffee once and he was telling me like I just realized like the things that I'm dropping the ball on are things that I should just like let go of and it's time to move on and Mm so also a way of finding your weaknesses is like what are you just dropping the ball on a lot like what things are you just putting on the back burner or procrastinating a ton like those are probably the things that you just should outsource or figure out a partnership or something where you just don't have to do them anymore and it's just time to move on like forced that Mm -hmm. feel like a forced feeling where you can never enter a flow state within them Mm -hmm. i will say while we're on the topic i just listened to an episode of jay shetty's podcast Mm -hmm. and he had rick rubin on who is a very successful music producer Mm -hmm. and i think i think in general any anyone who is in any sort of creative field and it doesn't even mean professionally that is an episode that everyone needs to listen to Mm. and it even ties into this conversation of just listening to your inner voice and leaning into Mm. what you're good at Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know I think you look at someone industry speaking someone like Josh Helton always Mm -hmm. comes to mind for Mm -hmm. me where he has spoken at very big (laughs) recognized events his work has been seen by the masses he was your wedding videographer it's like Mm -hmm. I just I appreciate his approach and who he is in the industry so much because he is a driving force of someone who used his specific knowledge Mm -hmm. of channeling deep nostalgia and sharing that gift with the world Mm -hmm. and not letting anything else seep in or change that vision for him yeah and I think that so often we can look out and see what everyone else is doing and immediately feel discredited because maybe their work looks more polished or maybe they booked a project that you could only dream of, or it could look like anything, Mm -hmm. literally anything. And you could sit there and feel less than Mm -hmm. immediately when in reality, I guarantee it could even still be undiscovered. Yeah. But where someone has told you you're so good at that Mm -hmm. and you're like, what? Like you haven't even second guessed or thought about, that being a skill set of yours because it comes that naturally to you. Something that you can't explain, something that you can't fully teach, something that you can't just be like, yeah, this is how you do that. Yeah. It's like, I could just look at you and even the the balls that you have to do 95 of the things that you've done. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Uh Like that is not something that I think of or comes naturally at all. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so funny because even I remember we had like a girl's paint and sip night Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is such a good example we like all had to paint the same thing it was like a giraffe or something and um it was just so obvious like who was naturally artistic and who wasn't and it wasn't at all like a competition by any means like it was just fun paint the best giraffe like I remember like I was trying so hard and mine turned out pretty good. But then Katie legitimately like didn't even start painting until the last like 30 minutes and then just whips out the most beautiful fucking giraffe. It's like, I do not remember this You giraffe. don't? Oh no, my God, I remember the so much better than party. everyone else's and you did it in literally 20 minutes. Like all of us 
like we're painting for an hour plus and trying so hard and you're just like ah, blah, 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 blah. it just comes out like perfect and I was like god damn it I do not remember like, that oh it was so funny I think I have the picture somewhere oh I should god. find it but I think that just shows like it's not even like you were like okay rule of thirds like okay this mm-hmm. rule with painting or like this rule it's not like you were like thinking about you were just like okay like I'm just gonna do whatever <laughs> and it comes out so good but that's like such a good example and then me with just like going on these shoots and networking and like exactly anything like that I'm like no it's just fun like I just genuinely like it like Mm -hmm. it's fun I have no problem doing any of that I like reaching out to people I like cold dming and cold emailing people I like just like like to me that is not something I dread at all like it's just fun for me whereas you're like you gag every every second makes me want to die that is something that makes me want to pass away (laughs) (laughs) thinking about so i just yeah i think like it's not complicated truly just it's just all about like what comes natural what do you actually enjoy doing and you can utilize that in anything any like even outside of business like Mm -hmm. you can utilize just your natural skill set and stop being ashamed of whatever Mm -hmm. it might be I mean I think maybe women probably struggle with that more than men of just being like I wish I was this way or I don't like this about myself but whatever it is you probably that's probably your superpower you don't even know yes well and talk about being able once you recognize it you're like all of your decisions are made to continue like flooding into mastering that Mm -hmm. which I think is the best feeling too is once you've identified it again it's not linear growth like Mm -hmm. there are still so many instances where I see you setting all these meetings and meeting all these people and I'm just like fuck like am I do I need to be doing that too Mm -hmm. it's like no Mm -hmm. let go keep sticking to the things that you're good at Jill has this she's got this she's fucking good at this don't even try (laughs) don't try but it's like it it is something you constantly have to remind yourself of, but it also is like the most freeing and exciting feeling yeah. to just be like, this is all I have to focus on. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is what I'm good at. And mm-hmm. this is what I get to keep spending my time doing. Yes. I'm just and like, once you do that, like once dream. you fully focus on what you're good at, you'll excel times 10. Like yes. it's crazy how fast you just grow when you're like, oh, I'm actually just going to focus on the things I'm really good at. Yeah. It's wild how yeah. that happens. But yeah, it is scary because then you have to think about like outsourcing and things like that with Mm -hmm. your business. And I know a lot of people don't like the thought of outsourcing. It's like terrifying to have to give up any of your work to someone. But Mm -hmm. it's crazy too. Like if you're giving up work that someone else is really good at and outsourcing to them, they're going to do a way better job than you. And it's going to like improve your business times 10. You just have to find someone who's good at that. Yeah that time that you would have spent doing the thing that you hate, you get to spend more time doing the thing that you love. Exactly. And that can look like a million different things. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's also, I don't know, it just starts with the baby steps of outsourcing like that. And then eventually collaborating with people. And Mm -hmm. well, which is cool because even when I'm thinking about some of the directors that we are inspired by, like Ale, Mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing for both of us to realize that if you guys know Ale Vidal, she She's is unbelievable. incredible. We're obsessed with her. Her work is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But we had a meeting with her and I remember both of us coming out of it being like, holy shit. Like <laughs> she just like hires a crew. Like we yeah. had never even thought about like she just hires a DP and a gaffer and a full crew and she just directs. And mm-hmm. that's why her work on her looks bigger so projects. fucking yeah. good. Because we're trying to do everything on set. Like oh we're filming, we're directing, we're lighting, we're doing everything. And that's why our work is limited. But I think Ale was the first female example for us that we were like, oh shit. Like yes, the reason she's able to like 
make her work look so incredible is because she is delegating. She's not doing everything herself. And she is just to see her work and to see her brain process. I have, I mean, you, I've never even been on sets. Like I would be curious of your experience with other directors, but she is like just fascinating to watch her mind spin Mm -hmm. of her ability to direct and read and guide emotion. Yes. And that again is why her work speaks to such a high level in that area because she's identified this thing. She's Mm -hmm. used it as her mastery. And then within seconds of looking at her work or even talking to her, she like just bleeds this softness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this beauty. It's like her films look like her personality. Yes. They're so visual for beautiful and feminine and gorgeous. Like I, it's so fun to see what she's creating Mm -hmm. in a world where you, you don't see that as much, you know? Yeah. So I think like, yeah, going forward for us, even now that we've realized what our strengths and weaknesses are, is like, we want to do more projects like Ella Jones, but actually outsource lighting because neither of us are experts at lighting. Mm -hmm. Like actually maybe outsource DPing also, like outsourcing different things, which is expensive. It's, it's expensive. not as cheap as doing it all yourself, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm just excited to see where it takes us for some commercial projects, some mm-hmm. who knows what down the road, but just being able to utilize those things and outsource the things that we aren't good at. Yeah. I mean, I even think about the excitement of feeling, oh my gosh, like having a DP on set to just actually be there and watch everything go down. I think one of my biggest struggles is how long it takes me to get into a creative flow state while I'm filming Yeah, because you're so focused on the event and like weddings, for example, I mean, you are everything at weddings and like when we're shooting together and we're out for couples portraits or stuff, it takes me a long time to warm up because your, your brain is focusing on so many actions at the same time Mm -hmm. that it, I just want to read a situation yeah. and lean into it. Like even times that I've led a styled shoot with students and they're like, all right, get after it, direct this couple. I'm like, I don't know the yeah. couple. I need to read the setting. I want to like feel some feelings first yes. before I can, I'm not just going to throw them into a pose. Yes. You know, it needs to come with intention, but just the thought of being on a set Ugh. where you can just read it and see what's happening. You can enter this extremely emotionally aware and emotionally intelligent on set. Like where, whereas right now it's like, I'm thinking about focus. I'm thinking about the movements that I'm doing. I'm thinking about, is it overexposed or underexposed? Is Mm -hmm. it like there's 19 things? Is the audio okay running through my head that I cannot even focus? Like sometimes I'll look at the footage and be like, Oh, I didn't even realize this person wasn't looking at the camera because I was thinking about 14 other things. Mm -hmm. Like there's just little things that you miss because you're like, there's too much going on. And so I think you can do it for a while, mm-hmm. but there's a point where you're limited in and your t- growth. Yes. And until you just start hiring people that can be really good at their job. Yes. You know, so that's the goal going forward. We'll let you know how it goes mm-hmm. <laughs> once we save up enough money to hire <laughs> some DPs and some gaffers. But yeah, just a, not a, a quick, easy growth. Yeah. Step. Just like a quick <laughs> $5,000. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Well, Good luck, everyone. Let us know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Don't be afraid of your strengths. Yes. We're embarrassed about them. And even if you're struggling with your creativity or questioning your creativity, listen to that podcast episode. I am actually, if anyone wants to jump on the bandwagon, I actually just bought Rick Rubin's book called The Creative Act. Mm. I want Jill to read it with me. We could all just do a cute little book club together because I think creativity especially when identifying your skill set is 
one of those things that you can always evolve, always check in on, and it's an ever-evolving growth process. Mm-hmm. So give that a listen, and we can all dive in and be batty little bitches forever. Batty little bitches. All right. We go Nuggets. You guys, go Nuggies. Here we go, Nuggets. Here we go. <laughs> Just so insane. All right. Look for us on your TVs with our faces painted. <laughs> just kidding. I wish we were going to the game. Yeah. Just let's just fly to Miami really quick. Yeah. We're just getting to do a quick flight to Miami by two thousand dollar tickets. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Okay, love you. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Love you, bitches.